a river to cross. Chapter 64. How then shall I live? Quote, he has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. End quote. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. This is a question for me. This is also a question for you. What now? How then shall we live our lives from this moment forward? If God created us, sent his son to die in order to save us from our own sin and daily gives us grace to live and move and have our being, how then shall we live our lives before this wonderful, all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-loving, and never-changing God? First, we need to know that he is God. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 46.10 God calls us to love and honor him, but he doesn't need us to honor him. He is honored and shall ever be. He is creator and his creation honors him in and of itself. Every glistening pine needle, every craggy rock, every loaded blueberry bush, every bounding deer, every horse running wild across the grassy plain, every smile that is smiled, every cry that is cried. All that is proclaims the majesty and the glory and the honor of the one who created all and is over all. God is honored by his creation even when he is not honored by mankind, the very crown of his creation. How can I not join with the roses, the giant sequoia trees, the ants, and the morning light in declaring my Maker's praise? With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness, beauty, majesty, mercy, grace, love, and provision, O Lord. When we say this is the day that the Lord has made, may we live the day knowing it is a precious creation, unique unto itself and given to us by God. May we make choices that honor God first in our thoughts, for from the thought spring all our words and actions. So our duty is to be careful and intentional with our minds, what we think about. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Philippians 4, 8. Everything true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and worthy of praise is from God. So we should have our thoughts crowded, even filled with the things of God. When we are thinking these God-created and God-given thoughts and principles, our conversations will be God-honoring and a light to those listening. While we think on God's words, we can be sure that grace will abound. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Ephesians chapter 4 Verse 29, 
Whether we are speaking or doing, we do all of it before Almighty God and for Him. We can do good only because God has first enabled us to do good, and so we give honor and thanks to God for the good things we do. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. Life is a gift from God, and each moment of our lives is sacred. We honor God, we help others, we live rich, full, and meaningful lives when we recognize the preciousness of each sacred breath, thought, word, and action. God has given us life and called us to live our lives centered in Christ in every way. I can think of sacred moments as simple as how I respond to other drivers at a four-way stop, allowing the other to go first, and as complicated as a moment in the mountains of Honduras when I watched Dr. Bo Gabbert gather a very sick and very contagious lonely man up in his arms and hug him closely, reassuring and reminding him of God's perfect love. There were many reasons and excuses not to embrace this sacred moment, but it was a life changer for the man who was sick and for all who were in the room. I will never forget that sacred moment. Living life for God is living life in the moment because each moment stands on its own. This very moment is a sacred moment. I want us to think about what sacred moments might look like. You are in a hotel in a city far from your home when you step onto the elevator and are face to face with someone you have never seen before. You are at the check-in counter at your doctor's office. You feel very poorly. The receptionist is involved in a conversation on her cell phone and it does not sound like clinic business. You are tired and ready to be waited on. You are in the grocery store, and you turn down the next aisle and find yourself face-to-face with someone who appears to have a very poor attitude. You are at a four-way stop, and you make eye contact with the driver across from you. You are at the bedside of a friend who is seriously ill and feeling very overwhelmed. Your teenage child has just shared a major life event with you that would be the last thing you ever wanted to hear from your child. These are each and all sacred moments, a point in time that will be only once and never again. How do we handle these moments? You know when you step off the elevator, you will almost surely never see this person again in this life. This may be the most sacred moment of all. You have one chance to give to this person what God has placed inside of you. A warm smile, a kind word, and a keen awareness of how they respond, and if there's any opening to share something infinitely better. There are many ideas that occur to you on how you might respond to the receptionist. There is only one right response, patience and kindness delivered in love. Why does this person despise shopping? It could be that everyone is in a hurry and has their head down and doesn't seem to notice much less care how anyone else is doing. This is the sacred moment to let your light shine gently, 
but brightly. Show the other driver that kindness does not operate on a stopwatch mentality. Smile warmly and wave them ahead first with a palm turned gently upward. Even in the midst of life's most challenging moments, we tend to be mired in thoughts of our own lives and circumstances. Wipe your mind clean of any thought but loving the precious person in front of you and let them know you are not put off by their illness, but you love and honor them for the person they have always been. Do not fail to offer to pray, and if you are granted permission to pray out loud, hopefully you have been praying internally since before you arrived. Do it right then and ask God to lead you in how to pray. What are the things God can say to us about the ways we have let him down in huge ways? This is a chance to be like the father of the prodigal son, just as God does with us every single day. Listen and let your child know that nothing in all creation can separate them from your love. Even if there is a moral failure that that must be dealt with, don't let it be at this sacred moment. This one is for love. The father, God, in the prodigal son parable see Luke chapter 15, may very well have had some intense time and resource resource management conversations with the prodigal son, but first he welcomed him home with love. Each one of these moments represents a specific sacred moment I recall from my life. I feel sure you can identify with them as well. The nature of the moment is not what makes it sacred. It is the maker of the moment that makes it sacred. When a moment passes, we never get it back. There is only one chance to be who God called you to be. Living our lives the way God calls us to is not us working hard to be better people. It is dying to self and living in Christ. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. John chapter 15, verse 5. I recall an event where I was running a little soup kitchen in Macomb, Mississippi. I was feeling quite filled with myself and a young lady who had just come in and seated herself at one of the tables made a comment to me as I passed. You don't expect me to eat at this nasty table. I felt the heat rise from inside of me and I was poised to give her a piece of my mind, but I didn't. I went into the kitchen, thought of who I am really serving, Christ himself. I then went back out and knelt beside the table, welcomed the lady, and thanked her for bringing the condition of the table to my attention as I carefully cleaned the area around her. This was a sacred moment. I was encountering the woman at the well, just as Jesus did, John chapter 4. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, Children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. 
Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. This day, this hour, this very moment is a sacred moment because it is created by God. It is given to us by God, and it is to be used for His glory and His honor. So in every moment of life, we must continually be in a mode of giving thanks. In each moment, we must be alert to its sacredness and how we can honor God in the sacred moment. Whether we are encountering traffic on the freeway, interacting with others as we go through the grocery store, observing and responding to a message, looking into the eyes of an older person who is intimidated by the bustle of all around them, holding the hand of a child who does not know what exactly to think of the vast world around them, speaking to a co-worker who is very difficult to be around, much less to love, or responding to a friend or spouse who has just said or done something we perceive as stepping on our last nerve. Every one of these is a sacred moment. We will pass through this moment only this one time for all of time and eternity. We will have only one chance to get this right, and there will never ever be a do-over of this moment. Love in the moment, rest in the moment, relish the moment, pause in the moment, continue loving in the moment, honoring God with thoughts and words and actions that are pleasing in His sight and a blessing to those we encounter in that moment. If we belong to Christ, we will never ever be sad in reflecting back on a moment in which we were a conduit of his love, and we will always and forever regret a response that is anything other than Christ-like. This day may look like the rest of your days. It may seem that life has become one long repetition of the same thing over and over again. It is not. God's mercies are new every morning. Lamentation 3.23. And his new mercies encountering you and your circumstances create a completely unique day and unique and precious opportunities in the day and the moment. In the same way that objects are transformed by how the light hits them at different times, so are our days transformed in how God's mercy encounters and engages our lives each and every day. Do not look at what others are saying or doing. Look up and see and rejoice in the mercy and grace pouring into your life and know that this is a new moment and that God has new mercy that will, when we acknowledge and yield to him, transform us into a fresh and new creation we have never been before. Think of it as an artesian well of God's presence and mercy and grace that refreshes, renews, restores, and actually creates a new you as you acknowledge and receive him in the moment. This may seem like a hard thing, but it is not hard. It is just new to us. Nothing is easier than breathing. We do nothing to make it happen. If we will turn our hearts and minds to God, just as our breath comes naturally to us, albeit a gift from God to every one of us, so the recreation of who we are will come naturally as we stand under the waterfall of his daily mercy and grace and presence. 
This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118:24. It was not for nothing that God made this day. It was for everything Christ-centered that he made it. May we open our hearts to what he wants to do and is doing in the day and live it as the sacred day, sacred hour, sacred moment that it is. Nothing will ever be more joyful to us than a moment lived with our hearts open to God's creative and transforming presence and purpose. God made us all on purpose, for a purpose, His purpose. We need to be about the business of God.